When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. You're listening to a Rare Drop podcast. Check us out at raredrop.co. Hey everyone, Kevin from Rare Drop here asking you to head over to our Patreon and check it out. It's patreon.com slash raredrop. Perfect place to engage with Rare Drop and enjoy the best community content we have to offer. Our six membership subscription levels offer exclusive content, behind-the-scenes moments, merch discounts, live Q&As, and so much more. Check us out at patreon.com slash raredrop, and myself and the entire team are excited to see you there. Action, adventure, and ancient enemies await on Rare Drops Tabletop Roleplay Adventures. Join us Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern as Reckoning Hour journeys through Kaldheim, and Sunday at 7 p.m. as Ancient Relics and Hokey Religions makes their way through Wildmount. Tune in to watch at twitch.tv forward slash raredrop or fb.gg forward slash raredropco. Welcome to episode 45. I almost said 54. Wow, One day I'll get Kevin, the we're not right. there yet. Relax, slow down. No, we're five away from 50. That's which wild. Means, hold up. That's a Hold whole up. year of, uh, well, it, we've been One, doing this longer than a year. Two, three. Oh my gosh. Episode 49 is going to be GC. Oh crap. Okay. We, we missed time that one. Yikes. Might have to do an extra episode just to this is your have fault. it be 50. Uh, well, yeah, we're doing a live episode of GCX, by the way. Um, so come hang out for that. Woo-hoo! But to do that, you should get your tickets at gcxevent.com. Uh, lots to talk about. Lots of room, rumors and news, which is good because the Bad Batch episode was very good, but it was just light on content. It was very light on content, but it was very as, fun. As is most um, uh, animated Disney not Disney, but Star Wars cartoons. Uh, yeah, especially the ones that are going to be like long and like is, they're they're planning this for sixteen episodes. So there's a lot of room. There's a lot of room for filler episodes, which is fine. Uh, we saw the same thing in Clone Wars and in Rebels. Um, I think we're just kind of like in the pacing of um, Winter Soldier and Falcon, and then also coming well, they- out of like Wandavision. Um, the pacing's a little bit faster, and like the the episodes are a little bit meatier. So since these are 
little bit. These are these are smaller episodes. We're looking at we're working with like twenty to thirty minutes, and there's sixteen of them now. So we're um we were reintroduced to Fennec Shan in this one. Yes, uh, which, was cool. which was awesome. Yeah, and it was she was voiced by Ming Nguyen, yeah. which the continuity. Thank you, Disney. Good job. Thank you. Uh, so she. And again, going back to your, what you said about 16 episodes, this is interesting because now we know that Omega is being hunted by a bounty hunter minimum. One minimum. I, be more. I definitely think there's more than one person that's going to be hunting her. You think, uh, I think we're going to, I think it's going to show yeah, up at some I, point. I, yeah, I do. I do think, I do think that I think we're going to see some old friends. I think we're going to see uh, familiar faces when it comes to the bounty hunters. Um, do you think we'll see Cal Kestis? Oh my God. God damn it. I think I think we're gonna see some familiar faces from when Boba was a boy in Clone Wars. Uh remember we're, we're oh, like the little crew that he ran with. Uh-huh. Yeah, I think we're gonna okay. start. I think I think we might see some of that. I don't think um uh uh Ming's character and and Boba will cross paths. Um because they don't no, really they, they don't know, they each, know other each other until until yeah. Mando. Um but I think I think the Bounty Hunter Guild is after Omega. I think it's more than just her. I also, also, here was another thought that I had, Kevin, is that it could potentially be Darth Maul. It could be Darth that wants Omega. It could be Darth Maul with the with the black sun, and he put a and he wants Omega. He knows about Omega. Interesting. People love Darth Maul, Kevin, and like, and, and he is at his prime right now, running his crime syndicate. Like this is yeah, this is the this height is when it takes off. This is the height. This is right before Solo. You know, that's yep. when he and that's when he was at his peak. That's when everything was just perfect for him. Um, and so we just saw him not too long ago. Remember? So we're like, like I, I feel like he is at a at a perfect point in his in in the timeline to be reintroduced in the show. He is he is beloved, uh, by by all uh animated. Uh, Star Wars fans, if you are a fan of Rebels or Clone Wars, you are definitely a big Darth Maul supporter. Like, no matter what, like, you feel for the guy at some point. You're like, oh, this poor guy is just, he's eating shit, and you feel bad for him. Um, I just, I love what they did with Darth Maul's character. And I think, I really feel like it, they've set it up perfectly to reintroduce him again. Kenobi! Kenobi! That was the best on the, when we did oh the Oh my God, dude, that was Empire. so cool. That was <laughs> so neat. did it. I was so happy. He was so loud. And he said oh, that he, he was he like, it, yeah, he, he like, he let it rip. He destroyed his, his voice. You could hear it. He was just like really raspy, but it was cool. Yeah, it was neat. Way. Katie hit her goal. And that was, that was, that was awesome. Kenobi. Kenobi. Um, so I, I, um, I'm inclined to be down with that theory. I have no problem with that. I think that would be fun. Thank you. I, I, um, it, it clicked. I was like watching. I was like, oh my God. But they're not going to, they're not going to feed you that right off the bat. No, that you, was, you're going to have to earn that. Yeah. Those are, but that was definitely something that like it came to mind. And the only reason why I thought of that is because I knew that she had, she was given this job. It wasn't like this one off thing where she herself was going after. She was given this job and she, she was like, if they come back, let me know. And it was just like, oh, okay. That's pretty cool. It's interesting. Yeah. Um, <sighs> First, we'll find out the who, you know, who is. Who we is also the need one to figure out, put the bounty the, out what is Omega. We know that right. we know but that I she's feel a clone. like once we figure out who and then we figure out why, then we'll figure out what. Sure. Yes. Agreed. I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. And then also, like, I'm still waiting for that Grogu tie in. It's got to be there somewhere, dude. It has to be. 
Because at what other I, point are we going to see? At what other point in the Star Wars timeline currently are we going to see uh, a Kaminoan? Are we going to see someone? Also, a human working for the Kaminoans. Remember, he is human, and he had the Camino. He had the Camino cloner uniform on, and we haven't seen anyone that wasn't Kaminoan working at the cloning facility. So hopefully, we'll get some more like explanation as to why he was in the Mandalorian, what they wanted uh, Grogu for, and hopefully, we'll get a better insight into uh, Moff Gideon's cloning program. The Interesting part could be that the Empire might take over Camino and install well, we talked about, humans. Well, we talked about that there. last week with the Death Trooper program. And right. so that could also be a thing is that with Tarkin there, and this is very Tarkin-esque, whenever Tarkin puts himself into a place, look at what we saw in Rogue One with the Death Star program when he took it from director Krennic. He literally just walked onto the bridge and this is now my death star. And it's like, oh, all right. That's how that happened. He just likes to, he just likes to walk into something and take control of it. And so honestly, to your point, that could be a thing. And then maybe Bad Batch comes through at the end and blows up the Camino cloning facility. And that's why the Empire doesn't have the ability or, or it gets, or it just gets just red lighted and, and it all, all, Facilities are shut down because they do make mention of it in episode seven of like, do we have to go back to cloning? So in my mind, when, when Kylo Ren says something like that, that means the, the Kaminoans, or at least the Kaminoan facilities are still intact to a certain degree. So there's a couple ways this could go. I'm very interested. It's very, very interesting. Very interesting. But like overall, it was a good episode. Just not a lot. It was just, it was cool to see Fennec's character uh, or Fennec as ming Noel character put back in uh we knew it was coming we just didn't know when um but it was yeah. it was it was kind of like it was like seeing a familiar face you know i was like ah you know i heard her voice like it's mulan she's here it was great <laughs> it's mulan, it's mulan. <laughs> <laughs> uh but, 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 but i'm looking through the the oh pantora was the other thing so we've we go to the pantoran planet for the first time oh. that I've ever seen. Okay, all right. So this was really neat. So the Pantorans were introduced in Clone Wars, and they talked a little bit about them, how they like... Uh, no, there's a Pantoran in the background in the prequels. Oh, no, no, I'm saying... Like, sorry, I'm talking about like in the um in the animated series. Like like the first time that we ever like yeah. really like interacted with a Pantoran was, yep. was in uh, Clone Wars when they were on like one of the icy moons. And like the Pantorans were trying to like kick the inhabitants off. Um, that yep. was like a, that was a really good thing. Anyways, they may had made mention that the Pantorans looked a lot like Chiss. And they're like, oh, you know, we kind of look like Chiss, but we don't have like the red eyes. Which made me start to think about like our Pantorans really just like from a long, long time ago, the ascendancy at one point expanded out through the chaos and started to and started to colonize past it into like normal space into like the galactic space that we know now. Um, and they're like, like they lost their red eyes because they were like no longer in the castle. That's like, that was like one thing that was, that was like going through my mind as like, I was watching this. It's like, they've got to have some type of tie in to the chist. Like as I'm listening to um, like the newest ascendancy book for Thrawn, I'm just like the more and more, I'm just like, man, the potato, there's gotta be a connection there somewhere. Um, but I also, what was, I thought was really interesting is that the, the homeworld Pantora 
it wasn't mm-hmm. as crowded with Pantorans as I thought it would be. I didn't see a lot of blue-skinned creatures walking around. There was a mixture of it, it was it seemed to be a centralized hub of all different types of of uh creatures in the in the outer rim, all different types of alien species and whatnot. That was just like it was like this big trading hub. Which I thought I was like really most, interesting. Most civilized planets in Star Wars, especially Capital City, are like that, but you notice all the authorities were Pantoran they were, and they were. I just like we it, know the government's all Pantoran. It's just like as like the way that the Pantorans like presented themselves in that Clone Wars Clone Wars episode, they seemed very proud and didn't want to interact with anyone else outside the outside their species. Um, you know, they they remind me a lot of Chiss uh, in that way. They're like it, within like the families how the families operate within the ascendancy. They're very proper. There is like there is there's order. Um, they're very very proud people. So like I just I just found that surprising to see them like all just kind of like open and interacting with like all different types of people. It almost had, it had like a like a small coruscant kind of vibe to it almost. Yeah, like I said, I think most major cities for most civilized planets within the Republic are probably similar to that. Yeah, that you know sets hubs of trading and and whatnot. We saw traffic going through the city. It was busy. You know, I was really surprised. Pretty lively city. Yeah, it was cool. It was cool. It was cool to see. Uh, a race that you've known for a long time and see their home world. So more of that, please. Um, that was really it. it was really this it. episode it was fun. Wasn't the action was cool. I laughed hysterically at Wrecker, and I was like, "Fennec's gonna take his ass down, dude." I, and like, <laughs> lo and behold, <laughs> he was just missing out on all the fun, just running back and forth. I felt really bad for him, but like, and that's what I love so much about. About Bad Echo as a droid was great too. Oh, that was so good! Yeah, he, got, he, he even had the he even had the restraining bolt on him, which I thought was fantastic. <laughs> I thought it was so good. Like, it, I always love Protocol Droid and Astromech. Like, it's always the formula, no matter what. It's not. It doesn't have to be C three PO and R two D two, but like having a Protocol Droid together with an Astromech, especially an Astromech that has little tiny arms and legs, which makes him look like a like a baby. It was so adorable. I just wanted to <laughs> hold him. Who's the one in like season three of Rebels? The one they take from the Empire and and he's he, I don't remember, the same but model I know you're that's talking in Mandalorian. About. Yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. Him and Chopper are great yeah, together. But like his little arms and stuff were so cute. But I, I I loved everything about it. It was just like, but but again, like that's what I love about Bad Batch is they took all of like the really fun stuff from Clone Wars as far as it came to like the clones and like them having like you knew they were clones, but they all have like their own individual personality, like Wreck and Wolf, Rex and Wolf. And, and Cody and like they all like you knew they were clones they were all the same people at the same time they were very very different from one another and like Bad Batch takes that and then just expands upon that by like a hundred and you do a really good job of it it's just it's just so much fun to just watch and just like be a part of it you really start to just like grow and love these characters um yeah but the, again there wasn't much meat on the bone mm-hmm. as far as content to talk about the yeah. action was great there were some funny moments not much tech in this one either. Just, was there just kind of was at the ship? Any fun Easter eggs? That was it. The Pantoran one. Uh-huh. Um, some of the voice actors have done other stuff in other Star Wars okay. shows, but that was about it. There was not much in way of Easter I eggs. Didn't, I didn't episode. feel like I missed anything when I was going through it. No. Nothing really stood out to me, but it was it was just fun. It really it's, no. it's they're setting us up for something big. I just I don't know when it's going to happen. Yeah, your hint was why are they hunting Omega? Exactly. Like, there's got to be a, a legitimate reason for Omega to be uh, hunted. So we we need to know what that is. Um, moving on, because there's lots of news and rumors to discuss. 
Everyone freaked out. They tweeted at me and Tim. They were like, oh my gosh, uh, Dave Filoni is the executive creator, creative was, director of Lucasfilm. It was funny. Someone <laughs> tweeted it at us and I retweeted it and I didn't see any news anywhere about it. And then I was, because I was like, I was like, oh my gosh, wow, congratulate Dave Filoni. Like, I was like, congratulations, Dave Filoni. This is awesome. And then I went to the news and I didn't see it anywhere. And I quickly deleted it. I was like, oh my God, I got baited so hard. And I asked the person, I was like, where did you get this information? Like, oh, it popped up on Reddit. It's starting to pop up more. So I started looking and then all of a sudden the article started hitting. It was just like this. It came out of nowhere. Well, the part about Dave Filoni being the executive creative director at Lucasfilm is 100% true. The problem is... He's been the executive creative director for about a year. I can't believe that. And they just updated the website. That's insane, dude. <laughs> like like a complete overhaul of StarWars.com? Uh, no, I think it was the Lucasfilm website. Oh, the Lucasfilm website. So all yeah. of those rumors about Kathleen Kennedy and like all of the stress and, and tension that was happening at... Um, at Lucas, was that all wrong? Was I that, have no idea. Like, because everyone's like, oh, this is going to happen. There's so much tension between Kathleen Kennedy and the rest of Lucas. They're going to remake the, the, the new trilogy, blah, 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 blah. Like, there's, that was all rumors no then. If that was, if like, <laughs> if this happened a year ago, there's no way. Like, then I, then I, I feel confident in, in, in squashing those rumors. And like, and like in any, any and all hope of a, of a, of a new trilogy happening, that's out the window chat. There's no way, especially Dave <laughs> Filoni. Like Dave Filoni was groomed, groomed by George Lucas himself. I don't, I don't think you'll see a new trilogy for a while. Mm -mm. I think it's going to be one, one offs. I think the they found part. their formula and I think Dave, Dave has, has figured out like what works well for him. And and it has worked well for Disney and for Lucas, and I think they're going to keep on rocking out these 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 shows. The show format is perfect. It's it's really good. And the more and more I watch these like these these shows um, that are based off of like books and, and and even like movies and stuff, and like and they do me short show formats. The more and more I've really come to enjoy this level of storytelling. I don't want to watch movies anymore. Like I want, I would rather watch like this episodic format. Give me seasons like I'm, I'm watching Amy and I are binge watching um, the outside the the outsider front. That was a Stephen King book that they uh, put up on HBO Max. And it's a 10 episode series. It's a 10 episodes, uh, an hour a piece. So 10 hours of storytelling. Like I would rather have 10 hours of Mando than try to then try to push a Star Wars story into two hours. It's just it's just there's not enough time. Give me the in-depth, the really fun storytelling that you can do in this the show format. I agree with you. The problem with a long show that's successful is there's more chance to be let down. And like Game of Thrones style? I just rewatched Game of Thrones. Mm -hmm. And the second time around watching season eight, I didn't, I hated it even more. I hate that. And I, first time around, I, I was trying to justify it. Mm -hmm. This time around, I was like, no, it just sucks. They rushed everything, sure. you know? It's just, it's not good. And there's no explanation for a lot. Yeah. You still have your your achieving moment. Like I was talking to Danielle about it last night. Sansa becoming queen of the north. That's awesome because Sansa probably got treated the worst in the entire show out of anyone. Yeah. You get that. But 
the journey was cut short. Like sure. we should have seen more in in that. And that's that's my only fear with a lot of these Star Wars shows. Yeah. It's also my fear for the Lord of the Rings show. Right. Is that when does a show overstay its welcome? Well, so and when is the time to move on to new content within that universe? So to your point, we have an article from comicbook.com uh we that do. has some leaks which I think is very, very interesting. And it's very close to your point, Kevin, of what we felt like should have been just a, uh, a one-off, you know, like six-episode show uh, versus something that could be multi-season. Uh, mm-hmm. So we have a picture uh, that was... A uncon- it's unconfirmed crew graphics from the Book of Boba Fett set. Um, and it is a journal... Uh, that has uh, multiple stickers on it. It has uh, one sticker that says Star Wars, the Book of Boba Fett, Season 1 AD Department. We have the Book of Boba Fett Crew Department on the sticker. And then the third sticker says Buccaneer, Season 1. And to confirm that the Book of Boba Fett will be called Buccaneer, uh, Tamora Morrison has a jacket on um when he was at a autograph signing in April last month, uh, that also in the same letter font says Buccaneer. And so this leads us to believe that the book of Boba Fett will not just be a one-off to kind of make some connections, but it could, it will be a multi-season show about Boba Fett and his adventures. Kevin, how do you feel about it? Well, Buccaneer was the working title for Mando season three as well. Right. Keep and that so, in mind. And, and, but that's true, but it says Buccaneer season one. And right. so if season, if it would have said Buccaneer season three, then that I, that looks like Mando on the sticker though, not Boba. So I've looked at it a couple times and it's got the, it's got the, the, the Boba Fett like armor and like that, that different Cape that he had though. It, it looks it looks like Boba Fett because there's um it looks like he's and also only has one blaster. Yeah, he's got two blasters. He also there's a, a Gamorrean that's in the corner, which makes me yeah, feel the, like he's, he's in ta- dropping his axe. He's in Tatooine. So this is most well, look definitely at the sh- look at the buildings too. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, it's in front of Jabba's palace. So this is most definitely Boba Fett. But you're so right. They they're, it, they the the challenge with a book of Boba Fett. I'm not opposed to multiple seasons of a book of Boba Fett show. I'm, I'm fine with that. You know. I, I'm not the biggest Boba Fett fan as a character. Sure. Yeah, I'm with you on he's that one. He's kind of been boring. Yeah. Um, and I feel like he's he's a bit pumped up. He's the original Mandalorian for all intents and purposes. Sure. And where the whole story comes from. And and that's cool. But as a character, he's always just been dry. Oh, you mean like he's there. an original Mandalorian as far as like Star Wars? Right. Like he's the, he's the reason we have Mandalorian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. So I don't mean it. Yeah, yeah he, I mean, he, like a, all Mandalorian lore derives from his his one moment on screen right. in the Christmas show of Star Wars. Right, exactly. <laughs> so that being said, um, if Buccaneer is the working title, and I'm stretching here, and it feels more like a pirate show, because I don't be? want because you have to think Mandalorian is all about this like it's epic Western, adventure. Sa- well, it's Western samurai is the theme. Right, and it's 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 hopefully next season is the politics of Mandalore. Although they hinted at the Force stuff with Dave, so I'm assuming Grogu will be a huge part of it. Then you have Cassie and Andor show, which is hopefully going to be James Bond. Yeah, like, in, yeah, yeah. CIA, FBI, secret agent. 
So, like, you have to differentiate this from the other types of stories you're telling. Right. So if it is more of a pirate show, that's cool. I'm down with that. But that means you can't leave out a uh, Hondo. <laughs> Hondo has oh my to God, be a part dude. of this. So, like, so this is a pirate show. So you were just at Disney not too long ago, and you got to see Hondo again. I would assume you got to see Hondo again animatronically. Hondo, I mean, can I spoiler? I mean, I've I've already seen. I've already seen. I've already I'm talking seen, to the people that oh, listen. Oh yeah, yeah. I've like I've seen the videos of him. Hondo welcomes you into Smuggler's Run. So when you go through the, you walk through the whole hangar. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's so many Easter eggs in the hangar. Like there's a freaking sabak table. Just sitting there with all the cards laid out, and I was like, "Ah, Danielle, look!" And she's like, "I don't care." Um, so, <laughs> but then you go through. Uh, before you get into the Falcon part, there's an animatronic Hondo that looks very real, uh, standing above you, talking to Chewie on comms, and telling you like why you're going on this this smuggler's run on the ride and whatnot. Uh, but. <laughs> If you do a pirate show in Star Wars universe that takes place in this era and you don't include Hondo, because so, he's not dead. We know and, he's not and dead. And that was the reason why I was bringing Hondo up is because we have to remember that that uh, the Star Wars theme park world in Disneyland and Disney World, um, Black, Sp- Black, right. Black Spire Outpost is is canon. It's, it's in between yeah, episode eight and nine. So Hondo, if he's alive, he's there. He's alive in, in the Hondo Star Wars timeline. probably... Hondo probably fought in the Battle of Mexico. Yeah, for sure. If everyone in the galaxy well, showed up, yeah. I wouldn't Hondo probably well, well, showed Hondo, up. Well, Hondo played a Hondo played a really big role in like in like Rebels and in Clone Wars. So like people know him. You know, it's like you've seen him in one place or another. And so for Hondo to show up in real life, we know that they can nail the look. They've done it with an animatronics. So that means that they've they can do the makeup yep. and everything perfectly. Um they the having him in Mando or in the book of Boba uh, would not be jarring at all. Like I would welcome that. It, we know it works and he, and he's alive and he's well. So yeah, Hondo's on light. There's also an actor, I guess that they modeled the animatronic after uh-huh. that at the end of the ride, he pops up on the comm screen to like give you your scores and stuff. Okay. But he's talking to you about like the mission and how it was successful, blah, 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 blah. So live action Hondo is not like this. Foregone, he literally exists in Disney World. That's sick. And so, yeah, if you're going to do a pirate show, that's all I'm saying. If you're going to do a pirate show and you don't have Hondo Onaka, you did it wrong. Yeah, no, he's like, he's a, he, he, he is like the pirate. He's, the, he's, the, he's pirate. the Star Wars pirate. <laughs> yeah. Like, there is no other one. Yes. And he's freaking hilarious and one of the best characters in the universe. Agreed. Because he tries to backstep everyone, but he feels bad. <laughs> yeah, but then they're like, and then they're always buddy buddy with him. He's always trying to screw them over. But you end up always loving them. They're always they're always friends with them somehow. It's wild. Oh, Hondo. Yeah. So I mean, if you're gonna do Boba Fett, Hondo Onaka, he's also your easy um comic relief. But they also said that uh, what's his face, Bill Burr's character, was supposed to be in this as well. Bill Burr's character is supposed to be in book the book, book of, of Boba. Boba. Yes. Yeah. Which makes sense. He's really yeah. fun. He's another one of those like just just. Like guys that you love to hate. Although, if he like teamed up with Boba, would that really be redemption? No, I think it that would looks just like that. Boba's going back to his old ways. I think Boba. I think they're setting him up to be the Venom of the Star Wars universe. Let him be the really, really fun anti-hero 
that you really enjoy. Like he's in it for himself. He's being selfish. Like he, he doesn't give a shit about anybody else, but just like himself and his crew. Mm -hmm. And so like, that's, I, I think that's like, just like the perfect anti-hero to have. Okay. So. Well, we'll see in December because that's when Book of Boba's come coming out, and according everything I've read says it's on schedule. So that's nice to hear, get, uh, considering COVID and all the delays we've seen on most uh, definitely on COVID. Uh, before we continue, I would like to say thank you to our patrons, patreoncom slash drop. These are the folks that support all of all the entertainment stuff we do. I would just like to say that once GCX is over, too, entertainment goes back into fifth gear. Yes. Uh, at rare drops so we'll be doing some more content and i think probably towards the end of the summer tim and i'll probably do a star wars game night uh and 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 have a few drinks and yell and scream yeah we'll get that. um we'll, we'll, heads, heads down right now <laughs> oh god i just gotta get through these next we'll get there we'll get there real quick kevin uh so thank you to new nerd jack deville aether mana darkless jedi chappy justin mcmahon Legendary Ladman, Matt LaRue, Neil Anderson, Paul Marzik, Petey Club, Philip Snyder, Respect, KS, Stephen Purd, and Wow Dad. Wow Dad. Wow Dad. Wow Dad. Um, so the hashtag trending today, I saw Alex uh, from Star Wars Explain doing this and a few other Star Wars people I follow, uh, is make Solo 2 happen. Okay, so I saw, I saw that on Twitter. Yep. What does that mean? People want Solo 2, whether it's a it's a series. But we got Solo 2. It was a new no, it was a new hope. There's so much in between that and a new hope, dude. <laughs> Don't you want to go on adventures with Chewie and Han? Because I do. I also think remember the rumored Lando show that was never confirmed? Yeah. What if you just made that and brought what's his, what's the guy's Alden I Einreich or whatever, the guy that played Han? Oh yeah, okay. I like him. I he's think not he's bad. Yeah, Han. he's good. I enjoyed him. So him, Chewie, and then uh, Childish Gambino as Childish as Gambino. Yeah, dude. Yep. Uh huh. Come on, dude. Yep. Like that's a show. Okay. So here's so so Solo ends at a really interesting point where there is most definitely one hundred percent a a spot for another movie to happen. I just don't think that it's Solo two. What I'm talking about, I'm saying do a Disney Plus show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't, I just don't know if Chewie and Han's adventures are going to be enough to be like, to be fun. Like, and Lando? Like, uh, I mean, like, what? Lando? Like, what do you want to, you want to learn how he like runs Cloud City? Yeah, I would like to know how he ended up at Cloud City. He got it through a gambling. We know how he got it. He won it in a gambling game. I want to see it happen, just oh like we saw how God. they got the Millennium Falcon. We know it was a gambling situation. We didn't know I how it would played rather, out. I would we also had no idea why he called him Han and now or Han, and now we know he did it just Han to piss buddy. him off. Oh, <laughs> uh, hey, nobody. That's the thing, though. The story behind their relationship, yeah. learning more about it, you get made to see their interactions ten times better in Empire Strikes Back. So, he, so here's here's my thing: is like I would I would rather them do a show focused around what they what they showcased in Solo. Like I'd rather see the fort, like more of like the Black Sun Cartel and like the spices, like the spice trading and like all of that stuff. I found you can that do really more interesting. Of that 
you can do more Black Sun, though, in the story with Han, Chewie, and Lando, because obviously they're going to have history with Black Sun by the time this is over. Because mm. what's her name is still, what was her name, Kara or whatever? Yeah, uh-huh. She was, no, that's, oh, I forget her name. Mother now. of Dragons, I know who you're talking about. Go, keep going. Yeah, yeah. She, she's still alive. She is alive, yeah. She ran off with, with, Kira. with Darth Maul. Kira is her name. So, I mean, there's more story to tell there. Mm. I just don't think it's Solo 2. It's definitely, it's definitely something else. I just don't think it's a movie. And I think I would have to agree with you to your point that it is, it would be a show of some sort um, that could help like fill in the gap between Solo and episode four. It's a lot of time, it's like 10 years. A little less I'll than say that. too, in reference to that, I told you this. I didn't, I don't think I said it on the podcast, or maybe I did, but I'll reiterate it. Learning the deeper relationship of Han and Chewie in the Aftermath books. Oh, right. Doesn't it make you just has like, been the only love... reason so far that I've cared? Because I but honestly, that, the more doesn't that hurt more in episode seven when he dies? Yes. Now right? it, 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 it really, really it drives it home. But the, in Aftermath, I'm yeah. sorry. Like, the characters are kind of cool, like Jazz and Sinjir and all them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I really don't give a shit. Right. You're That's n- my biggest issue. But you're not. I don't give a shit about th- them. They are, they are a transportation device to get you through the end of six to get you to the Battle of Jakku. Like, they need. Sloan is the most interesting character. Right. In, They're really. And. In, 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 uh, Gallius Rex. Yeah, and so like I, I, I just I think they needed to show it from the rebel perspective that wasn't Han and Leia and Luke. You know, like they needed yeah. they needed to, they needed to come up with fun like the ISB agent, the guy, the um, uh, I I can never remember his name, but yeah, he's fun. I like his character a lot. I think he's really cool. Um, but to your point, they're just it's not as entertaining. It's not as but I'm, that's why I think it was really fun that they sprinkled in the the, the Han and Leia stuff in there. Um, yeah. it's just like, I, I'm honestly glad aftermath wasn't a book all about them. I'm just glad it had like parts of it in there. Like they were also a part of the storytelling. No, Han is definitely a secondary character in all of Most this. Most definitely. But like that entire thing on Kashyyyk was, was phenomenal. Oh, I would love to see like that in live. I would planet. love to see the live action version of the, uh, the besieging of, uh, it'd be so upsetting Kashyyyk. to watch. All the Wookiees getting massacred. You know, you know what? Like in my head, when I when I was reading through that, and I was just like, you know, listening to it and and just like visualizing it, I thought of like a Black Hawk Down, like Mogudishu, like like everything's mm. on fire yeah. and it's like desolate and just like you knew at one point it was really pretty, but it's just completely just gone to shit now. That one Imperial officer that was like high out of his mind too. Mm-hmm. When they're when they're oh the guy the yeah uh huh the big fat that guy. Was cre- I was like, this is not for children. No, not at all. It was really bad, too. Like, the way he died. He was like, yeah, and, but he was, when he called in the airstrike, he was, like, completely, like, gone on Spice. Mm-hmm. Like, like ODing. I don't even know if you could do that with Spice. Yeah, but dude, I'm was, telling you, Star Wars books are dark. It's great. Yeah, the books, I love the they're books leaning are really more into dark. it with the movies and TV shows. Well, I noticed, too, in this episode of Bad Batch, one of the Pantoran police officers got killed. He got he got chucked off his car, off his bike. But he took he took a blaster bolt to the chest first, and that's not something. Usually they cut the camera no, away. No, I I I remember like I when I'm watching it, and I I go, oh, he's dead. Like, it's just yeah. like I was I was so surprised that she she just rips him off and throws him here. Go, you hear the Wilhelm scream, and just like yeah, no, he's not coming back. It was good. Um, more news. Oh, okay. uh, Rangers. This is 
not good news. Rangers oh. of the New Republic is no longer in development. I saw that. It got put on hold. I think hold. the shift from Kara to Hera probably didn't work Man, out in the Harrison Dula would have been dope. She would have been dope, but they probably had the story done. Yeah. And losing um, What's-Her-Face as an actress yep. to play Kara mm-hmm. probably derailed it. And then they probably tried to rewrite Hera as that character. And it probably just didn't work. Yeah. Because Hera has a backstory. We Hera know who has she a, is. Yeah, we know exactly who she is. She shows up in Rogue and Rogue Squadron, and it was like, it was neat, but it was like, you didn't need to be there. Like, it was it was cool to see her there in, like, a video game, but she's still, like, if she didn't show up, I don't think it would have taken away from the video game. Like, she's a cool character, but she's cool with other people from Rebels. As herself solo, I don't think she can carry that IP. <laughs> that was also the closest we've ever seen her to live action. Yes. And I'm sure, I am sure we'll see her again, whether it's in the Ahsoka show or she shows up in Mando. Mando. Or Bamboa at this point. Yeah, Book of Boba. Like, we're starting to see more and more tie-ins, especially, like, with Thrawn uh, coming into uh, uh, Mando, you know, with with Ahsoka looking for Thrawn. We we saw that he had the, like, we saw the Chimera logo. Like, there's so many, like, hints and nods towards Rebels. Um, to not see more of that, especially with Hera and her son that she had. Um, we know he's out there. We don't know if he's force sensitive or not, but I mean, his dad was a Jedi. So, I mean, like we might, we might see a little bit of that too. Who knows? One of these shows might take us to Ryloth too, That'd where her father is mm-hmm. or family. I should say, was her father still alive? Uh, I think probably not by the time you get to the Mandalorian no, because timeline. He was, because she was a baby in Clone Wars. Like she was right. like probably like five or six, and then in Rebels she was a grown up. So he's probably but her father's old. still alive in Rebels. Yeah, he he's still older. yeah. He was leading. He was leading one of the one of the um, like one of the, like the 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 defenses against the Empire. But the last time we saw, and I don't know if there's anything later in canon that references Ryloth, but the last time we saw Ryloth is when Thrawn. Right. Like, didn't he like go to Ryloth and mess it up? Uh, he did go to Ryloth. I don't know if he messed it up or not. I don't know. We'll see. Now I'm looking. Uh, the joys of this not doing this live. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Ryloth, uh, Thrawn. Are you gonna look it up on Wikipedia? Yeah. Uh, the Chiss Imperial Grand Admiral Thrawn was this Clone Wars the Imperial Protectorate Independence. So Thrawn uh, was able to devise successful counterinsurgency tactics that led the capture of Tan province. He also captured Sindula residence and forced Slavin to observe how the rebels would act. Am's forces. They joined the resistance. They're they're part of uh, Leia's resistance because they fear oh, the first age of the, occupation. Oh, age of the resistance. Here we go. Yeah. Is her dad a part of it? Uh, let's see. What is uh, Hera? Sindula, father, what's his name? Cham General Cham Sindula. Um, I don't see anything after independence. Oh, here we go. Okay, so the, f- um, however, operations were taken over by the Ryloth Defensive Authority, a philosophical descent of Cam Sindula's free Ryloth movement that was autonomous from Lesu. Although the capital allowed them to exist, Yendor, who was a member of the RDA, allowed the Falcon to arrive. And the ship landed at a base in a cave. Yeah, so he's dead already. Yeah, he's not a, he's not around. Okay, so either way. Chop it out, Max. She might still have family on Ryloth, and that could mean that we go back to Ryloth. We'll see. Um, 
He doesn't chop it out. They can listen to make us. it make it work, Max. Whatever whatever works for you, Max. Just make them listen. That's what I say. Uh, if you go to Disney Plus and you sit down and watch Rise of Skywalker, don't complain. This is just giving you information. You whiny little. Um, here. Wow. Uh, Jeez, Kevin, that was aggressive. We, <laughs> you might notice that Disney recolored or recolor balanced the entire movie. How many people uh, do you think actually noticed that? The person that wrote this article. Oh, <laughs> is it that noticeable? <laughs> well, now I'll, now I'll know. Yeah, I mean, look at some of the pictures here. Now I'll, this comes from comicbookmovie.com if you want to see some of the side by side comparisons, but it's pretty noticeable to be honest. Um, Oh my it's gosh, there's so much softer. blue that they took out. Yeah, it's definitely softer and more uh, organic lighting and less aggressive. Oh, wow. Yeah, Han's face is really blue, and then they made it definitely more like skin tone. Yeah, so it's recolored if you want to rewatch it and see. I doubt it'll change your feelings on the movie. Do you? Do you one way or another? Do you think that was something that they just like popped in Adobe Premiere and just put a color gradient over it, and then yeah. we're just like, "That's good." It, or do you think they AI went? Do it. you think they went frame by frame, and we're just like, "Nah, tweak this no, a little bit God, more." No. <laughs> Could you God, imagine no. having that guy's job? They probably have like recoloring AI that go in and brush it to a certain aesthetic or something. Like no, no human sat down and recolored the entire movie unless unless they were really bored in quarantine and they were like, "Hey, Bob." How do you feel about uh, re-color balancing all of Rise of Skywalker? I think that's so, a great idea. I got nothing else to do. Wow, um, some of these this, side, this will keep me busy. Some of these side by signs <laughs> are phenomenal. Yeah, they look a lot better recolored. Yeah. So I'm probably gonna. I'm up to. I'm watch, still watching. I keep everything in a constant cycle. I'm in season one of Mandalorian in chronological. Oh time. wow! Look at you. You're just flying through stuff. I mean. Once you get through Clone Wars, it's 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 pretty smooth sailing. Clone Wars is the big hang-up. Because there's so many filler um, episodes with Jar Jar in them. Well, Idiot. no, because now you can... Now I will... You, have, have, you haven't watched Chronological yet, have you? Oh, for Clone Wars? Clone Wars? Negative. Watch Chronological Clone Wars. It skips a lot of the filler, and yeah, all of a sudden, me. some episodes that never made sense, you're like, oh! why was that in season four instead of season three? Like it just makes no sense in the order that they did that. <laughs> so uh, if you do want to do that, I highly suggest watching it in chronological. I'll never watch Clone Wars again in release order. It'll always be chronological. I just don't know if I'll ever watch. I just don't know if I'll ever watch Clone Wars again. That was good. It's fun. Yes, you will. You have a son. Uh, I bet you cooler shit will be out by then. I'll just turn on the YouTube. So you're not I'll watch show Clone, me watch, old stuff. I'll watch Clone Wars in an hour. Tim, what? Tim, you're not gonna show him the old stuff. I'll show him the old. Of course, I'm gonna show him the old stuff. I just don't know if I can stomach Clone Wars. It's a lot. Clone Wars is great. It's a lot, Kevin. Watch it in chronological. All right. Especially when you get to the Mandalorian seasons, it's the best. Yeah, it's true. Um, last thing we have on our list today. Uh, this is a bit of an older article, but Tim sent it to me, and it's super interesting. Right. It's basically the idea, uh, Mandalorian season three leak that comes from inverse.com. Uh, basically, Thrawn is supposedly live action in season three Mandalorian. No surprise there. Which would answer a lot of questions that we've already heard. The reasoning behind it comes from legends. Uh, supposedly, this dark Jedi, Joris, I had his name and I, uh, Joris Kabouth. 
Uh, I've never heard of him because uh, my knowledge of Thrawn from Legends is I have a decent one. I like I, I read a few of the Timothy Zahn books back in the day, but it's been a while. Either way, um, this is Thrawn's Jedi advisor. Who's a clone. He is a force wielding clone who is a dark Jedi. Now, if you don't know what dark Jedi was in in Legends, Dark Jedi were basically Sith with no code. Yeah, so they're essentially the Jedi in High Republic, the ones that go off and be lone wolves, right? Yeah, that all end up as Sith. Yeah, who just end up go just going bad. Like they're like they're supposed to be like light Jedi, but they like they have like no code. They're kind of it's just a, like desperados. It's a pattern of. The Jedi aren't doing this correctly. There's got to be more going on here. I am powerful enough to withstand the darkness. I'm going to go out and do X, Y, and Z. They, along the journey, can never confront the fact that they are Sith. So they become this this and amalgamation so when I of read this, dark and light. When I read this article, it, it started connecting dots to High Republic because it's just like this character would make sense because... There is already so much doubt in the Jedi Order in High Republic for this person to exist after the Jedi Order is no more. And any Force user that's out there is just like, you know, I, there's no one to tell me what to do. I'm out here just doing my own thing. For this person to exist, it, honestly, it would like I would not be surprised. Yeah. And into hot into like to have in the tie-in with Grogu and with Luke. Like Luke needs Luke needs someone. If especially this Luke show is going to be a thing, if this Jedi, this dark Jedi, is out there, he could be Luke's antagonist. He could be the the bad guy in Luke's story. It also opens up the door on the cloning side of things. Well, and and, Um, and honestly, depending on how Omega goes, I'm still holding true to Omega being a Jedi clone. I think they took, I think they took Jango Fett's base DNA and they, and then they went all Jurassic park on it and they took Jedi. Like they, they were able to like identify, identify the, the, the force, portion of Jedi DNA is like what allows them to like interact with their Medichlorians, their M count. I can't believe I just said that. Um, and then then like splice it into their DNA and boom, you have cloned Jedi. It's going to, yeah, it's going to be like, and now we have a baby dinosaur. Like it's it going to be, be just like that. Welcome it be Shakti's. to Jedi park. Like that's what's going to happen. It's going to be full Jurassic park and they were making Jedi clones. That's how I could see that working out. Will it play that version of the Jurassic Park music from? <laughs> they do move in curds. <laughs> the, the, the the one from uh, No Man's Sky with the on the the harmonica. <laughs> it's like the the one legged dinosaur with the stubby hands. <laughs> um, yeah, I agree with you, hundred percent. But this would this would be right up Thrawn Sally. <laughs> Yeah, hundred like, percent, dude. Like for, I mean, it would fit into the story nicely. It would be my my I, point. I, like, I, yeah, yes and no. It all depends on the direction they go with Thrawn and what he's doing. We still, we still absolutely have no idea as to what he's doing, and I'm still going to fervently hold on to the idea that Thrawn is 
is now that the Emperor is dead, Thrawn has no reason to stay loyal to the Empire because his loyalty has always laid uh, with the, the Chiss Ascendancy. And so uh, I'm still very, very intrigued to see what happens with Thrawn. What if he's silently taken over? Or oh my what, God. If he's in, what if he's in the Emperor's confidence? Well, and, and that that could also be. We don't know what happens. So the, the last, at the end of book three, we are left with the Emperor speaking to Thrawn and doubting him. Doubting him wholeheartedly. Before Thrawn was the Emperor's most, most trusted advisor, he would tell him things that he wouldn't even tell Vader. Where's, where's Thrawn during Aftermath? Where is Thrawn during aftermath? Thrawn is gone. No one has is he seen. Still with Ezra. No one has seen him. Yeah, you have to remember that that Ezra and Thrawn get swooped away before Episode Four. Mando would be Mando where happens nine nine years after. So so Mando happens nine years after Thrawn disappearing. In Got it. in aftermath, we are all but a few. We are all but maybe a year. After the explosion of Death Star 2. Um, so Aftermath is first, then Mandalorian. Correct. So Thrawn coming back could fit perfectly into the timeline. It, okay, it, that's it, what it I was could, going for. It could. It's just I, I don't... Thrawn has no reason to be loyal to, to the Emperor. He doesn't. No, but, but he would have plenty of reasons to take over the Empire. Um, yes, if it was for the greater good of the Chiss Ascendancy. If it, if it benefited the Chiss Ascendancy... 100%. If it did nothing for the Chiss Ascendancy and it was just it was just like Thrawn is not in it for glory, personal glory and gain. He is no, all for the glory of the Chiss Ascendancy. And so I don't know if the like if we know the Chiss Ascendancy does not become in control of the of of the remnants of the Galactic Empire. And so the, I don't I just don't see it happening because I don't Thrawn doesn't operate that way. Like he he is always loyal to his house, to the house of of myth, and so and so that's what I'm trying to figure out is what happens because at the end of book three we are left with the emperor sending Thrawn off to deal with the rebels in in in, uh, in, in rebels. Um, he sends them off to Lothal, and and he's already doubting him. He's like you know like I don't think that you're loyal to the emperor, the empire. And to me, you are loyal to the ascendancy. You're always putting the ascendancy first, even though you say it's for the empire. You're always, you're always putting the, the, your, the, the, the chest first and the, the ascendancy first. And so like, that's where we're left. And so like, I don't, I really don't think that the emperor was as confident as we feel like he was with, with Thrawn at that point he was losing and, and Thrawn was constantly like losing stuff. You know, the, the rebels were just like destroying, like we're always beating him back. And so I would assume did, that would make the Emperor just want to just not trust him even more. Did you know there's a Thrawn comic miniseries that takes place before the novels? No. Okay, so just well, okay, on so it. the only so so that would explain the brief point of the end of ascent. So whenever ascendancy ends, so we know there's a third book for ascendancy, and then the the first book of Thrawn picks up with the Empire was on, I forget the name of the planet, but they're on a planet, and Thrawn actually stowaways on this Imperial frigate and then goes back to the Empire and is, and is then introduced to the, to the Emperor. Um, so I would assume that's going to fill in that gap, 
I just don't know where Ascendancy is going to end. Because right now, Myth is, uh, right now, Thrawn in the books, I haven't finished book two, but like where he's at in time is he is working his way up through the Chiss Ascendancy Navy. Um, he's on his way to becoming an admiral. And so like that's where we're left off is like Thrawn, Thrawn fucks up somewhere. He makes a massive mistake with the House of Myth. And I'm starting to like see where it's coming is because people don't like him. A lot, of, and it was the same way in the Empire too. You learn that through reading through the, the Thrawn books. He, people don't like him in the Empire because one, he's an outsider. He's from he's from the Ascendancy. He's Chiss. He's of an alien race that no one's ever seen before, and they're they're terrified of him. And uh, and two, he did it so effortlessly. The Empire, the Emperor moved him up in through ranks that should have taken him years to do, and he did it in weeks. Uh, and so like he just he constantly makes enemies be, because of how like amazing of a person he is like he's just so smart and he's always just like doing the right thing and people hate that so it'll be like i'm, I'm actually really curious about this mini series now of like what does like where what what gap is it trying to fill and so like i definitely need to check out these stories is it, it through the marvel comics yeah perfect I'll, I'll send you the first cover so you have it excellent um and then i just sent you the the toy from galaxy's edge that i saw Oh, the little the little Thrawn guy. That's it. I just put it in Discord. Oh chat. God, it looks terrible. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's like a it's like a kid made it. That's adorable. It's really cute. Hey, yeah, that's the cover of the first one. Ooh, ah, yes. Okay, so actually, so this right here, this is where this is where they pick him up. There you go. So it so it pick. Oh, okay, interesting. And then the first one I sent you is Jason Isaacs from. Harry Potter is thrown. Yeah, that looks terrifying. No, I don't like it. They're all look good. Who who do you want? Because the rumors have been Jason Isaacs, um, Benedict Cumberbatch. No. Um, it has to be. It has he? to be Mickelson. Like if it's not, if it's Lars Mickelson, if it's not Mickelson, I don't. I don't. You don't think he's too old though? No, he looks perfect for. If it's gonna be Thrawn, if it's Jr., gonna, I don't. If like. it's gonna be Thrawn in a older. Like at, at an older point within the timeline, like we haven't seen him in nine years. Nine years has passed since we've seen Thrawn. That's a long time, like physically, especially if he's like been out in the chaos somewhere. Like we don't like I, I, I really feel like a Lars Mikkelsen, especially because he's the voice actor. He like they modeled they modeled Thrawn for Rebels off of him. Like he is he is Thrawn. He is he is. Mithrondio. Oh like, man, he is, Tim. He is what, it. If, what if we what if we end up in the Chiss Ascendancy in one of these live I action series? I wouldn't be upset about it. Like like the stuff in the chaos, the more I've been reading the Ascendancy book, the more I have come to love the chaos. I have come to love the 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 alien races that are there. I love the different types of like struggles. Like it's the Wild West out there, dude. There are all of these different factions that are like fighting for control and they do it in such a, like a unique and like interesting way. It's so, it's such a different, like it's star Wars, you know, it's star Wars, but it's so outside the normal, like just like good guy versus bad guy, like rebels versus empire kind of story. That is just like, I really, really like because it's, it's so unique and different. So like a, somebody, somebody said something interesting too. I was reading, uh, about if we were to visit the ascendancy somehow, even if it was animated, what if the Chiss are the ones that call the Yuzong Vong with Grisk and it's actually 
I mean, it could be. You song Fong. It could be. I mean, like the the Grisk are like the Grisk are wild, dude. And like, there's other, um, there's other like different like bad guys that are that are in this. There's no pictures of the Grisk no. anywhere. No, they, there's not there's, even a not even a fan. It's drawing. all conceptual. It is, yep. So. So I don't know. I can talk. I can talk about Thrawn and the Chiss for like for a long, long time. It is he's such a unique and just interesting character, and the way that he just like comes into Star Wars is very unique and and awkward, um, which explains him very, very well. I feel like you. He's the he's the reason that you can be Chiss in the old Republic game. Ah, in the MMO, when you if you play on the Empire side, actually it doesn't matter anymore. He's like the he reminds me of like the Elon Musk of Star Wars. Thrawn. Yeah, he's got that vibe. He's like super he's smart, a little weird, badass. He's got that vibe. Handsome. I, lo- I, I, I'm very, very interested. Oh, I didn't know that was his chess name. Uh, Mithrandi Nurodo. Yeah, I'm looking at it now. Ooh, that's a mouthful. Well, oh, so, um, so the way that, so in, just so you know, they explain it in ascendancy how the name, you know, like how their nomenclature works. So the first part, Mith, is the house that you are a part of. So. So so Thrawn, so he is of House Myth, so Mithron Nurodo, and it's really funny when Anakin when Anakin meets Thrawn for the first time, he can't pronounce his name. Thrawn tells him in like in like a uh, um, Cybisti, uh, I can't believe I remember that. Uh, he tells him in Cybisti, which is a trade language, his name, and he just could not say Mithron Nurodo. He's like Mithron Nurodo, Mithron Nurodo. Mithron Nerodo. It's like going to Taco Bell and like ordering a grande grande burrito. You know, it's just it was so good. Like the interaction between those two were just very pure. It was it was really good. It sounds like one of Gandalf's fifty-seven names. What's wild is when Thrawn calls out Anakin for being Vader. Like he he pokes. It's so good, dude. There is uh, in book two of Thrawn, Vader and Thrawn are are forced to be together. And um, the entire the entire time, Thrawn is constantly poking at the fact that he knows that Vader is Anakin, even though Vader has made it very, very, very clear that Anakin Skywalker is dead, and he pushes it. And it's so funny, because Anakin hates it. Anyways. Oh, dude. <laughs> Is that it for this one, Kevin? Are we? Uh, yeah. The only to... thing I would like you to do, Tim, sure, is Kevin. to whenever you fundraise for St. Jude again and, and soon, I would like you to put up a goal to cosplay as Thrawn one day in GCX. I will. Okay. But I also have my Mando uniform that, you know. So you dress up both days. Oh, man. Could you imagine? Find Tim. <laughs> As Thrawn. <laughs> I don't think I'd have the right. I mean, I that wouldn't right, be very hard. I don't have just the pick right. The Thrawn guy out. I don't have the right body structure for Thrawn though. Like Thrawn's tall and he's slender, and I'm not. Oh, he seems pretty muscular, and he's a lot of. The- he's strong, but he's like he's not. He's not a brute. You know, he's not. You'd have to be so assertive and and mean, but also very soft spoken. Yes. He never raises it's- his voice. He never yells. He's always no. calm, always calm, Which collected. Terrifi- it's, terrifying. it's terrifying. It is scary, especially when he's like in the middle of like a battle and he's just like, you know, he's just running through scenarios in his head. And he's just like, fire all cannons. He's just like, ah, they're dead. They're all dead. I have, this is precisely what I anticipated, Governor Price. Yeah. Oh. Um, 
yeah, that's it for this one. Thank you for hanging out with us for uh, episode 45. Man, there was a lot of news today. There was, I, like, uh, I like it when there's... It, I always love getting to speculate on Star Wars news. It's fun. Yeah, it's the best. Speculation is is uh, is the best part of being a fan of, of any sort of intellectual property that allows this. Um, so, yeah, we have the GCX Live episode coming up. Uh, date and time to be announced. Uh, some friends will be joining us, and that'll be announced too. Nice. Um, and that's about it right now. So make sure you get those tickets, gcxevent.com. Go over to Kings Coast Coffee and see what they got cooking up. They got something new coming out. I just had them. very yeah, soon. Just, just has some stuff. No, there you go. There you go. Tim just had it. He's vouching for it. Kingscoastcoffee.com. And of course, as usual, go to High Score Tees. Uh, GCX merch is up there. Rare Drop's merch is up there. Um, Tim's gonna have some new stuff coming. I heard about it today. I was very excited for the new Tim merch. Yeah, dude, uh, some GCX stuff. Be sick. G- GCX is a few. I think one or two more designs dropping before the event, sick. and then Rare Drop will be doing. Uh, I believe it's a late summer fall drop. Oh, nice! Look at us. Uh, that I'm helping design. Oh. Uh, yeah and then we're gonna do rare drops gonna do halloween and christmas this year nice for designs okay we'll make sure it's stuff that i like to uh, wear please yeah dude we'll make it edgelord as for you just so you can (laughs) just just black this is halloween this (laughs) is halloween (laughs) my daughter trying to be like dad oh that's a christmas movie i'm like god get audrey off come on are you serious or, no it's not <laughs> it's it's not dad it's a we can watch it during you can absolutely watch it during christmas but don't sit there and tell me it's a christmas no, movie it's a ho- it's not. thank you kevin it's a halloween movie it is not a christmas movie thank it you. has christmas in it it is a movie about halloween thank you. it's just like halloween die hard Town exactly and the king saying. of halloween like, I just say Die Hard's a Christmas movie like, just to make like, people like angry. Die Hard, like, like, literally, it's like the only Die reason. Hard has like a Christmas tree in it. Doesn't mean that it's Christmas. She does say at the end of the second one though, Tim. Why does this happen to us every year? Oh, because <laughs> <laughs> it always happens to me Christmas every time. Every time we did it again. I don't even. I don't. I the first two are the only ones I care about. I don't care about any after that. Um. All right, cool. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. Uh, you can go check out Tim, fe.gg slash darkness429. Live Monday through Friday, uh, 9 a.m. Eastern, fe.gg slash darkness429 and darkness429 everywhere else on the internet. And I'm Kevin. I'm the guy that does uh, a whole bunch of at Rare Drop. So go to raredrop.co <laughs> and uh, that's me. You can go see me. If you want to follow me anywhere, it's kmagic101 on Instagram, KevinXVision on Twitter, uh, and like I said, Rare Drop on TikTok. So just just do that all right you all have a good one and tim and i will see you next week for more to chat about uh and as always may the force be with you and also with you kevin (laughs) you know how to book flights and hotels all you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive that's why you need viator Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. 
Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.